Hello and welcome to a 12 Days of a Christmas Cartoons with a Massive Attack. This is our annual Christmas 12 Days Countdown Special. I am your host, Mitch, and with me, as always, is Joe. Hello. Hello, Mitch. How are you? Not too bad. And we are doing, like it says on the packet, 12 Cartoons of Christmas. And today we are going to speak about the 90s X-Men cartoon. I forget which episode numbers it is, but you, I'm sure Joe has all this at hand. Yes. Um, but we are watching A Very Morlock Christmas. So depending on where you look, it is either Season 4, Episode 12 or Season 4, Episode 14 because there is actually a three-part episode in season four and sometimes they list that as being one episode with one episode number and sometimes they episode it as 12 13 and 14 or 11, 12, 14 on disney plus where yes. i saw it yes so i watched this on disney plus as well which i think it's great that they've got all of the x-men cartoons on disney plus because i never really watched them back in the 90s so i think oh, this oh. came at a time that was a bit later for me when i wasn't watching cartoons anymore oh, i was definitely right into comics at the time and i remember it coming out on video before it was on tv and it was like the the first two or three episodes on video and i watched that so many times that that weekend i borrowed it i was like this is amazing because we hadn't seen cartoons i mean we have seen what it was the superpowers and all that back then yeah but this this had all the characters in in the costumes i recognize and it was sort of like oh that references these other things in comics this is really deep and i fucking loved it but yeah when it came to being on tv i think it was on like cheese tv which is channel 10 in the mornings yeah but i was working by this point so i was not seeing it and i didn't know how to work a vcr and pre-record and work it out and come home and watch it. I couldn't do any of that stuff. I just missed out, unfortunately. <laughs> so I, I saw some of it. I do remember seeing a good chunk. But when you're saying season four, I don't think I got that far. Definitely didn't get that far into it. Mm. So and I have tried a few times to go back and watch, and it's not the easiest of watches. No. No. But I think this was probably the first time I've actually watched a whole episode. So I, I was not a huge comic book reader in the 90s, especially superhero comics. So correct me if I'm wrong, that X-Men back then was more of an adult comic? Nope. It was? It was? Okay. It was just right. a comic. I always thought because Wolverine was that very violent character, I thought it was more aimed at like the older audience. And I just well, what do you mean was, by older? Well, I don't know, late teens, early 20s sort oh, of age, yeah, rather than yeah. you. Yeah. Yes, the teens, definitely. To me, yeah, this... Older. It's not Harvey yeah. Comics. No. no, but it, it just, because of the violence that Wolverine is, it just came across that it, he wasn't really suited to a kid's cartoon. But we've obviously proved that violent movies and violent source material can be quite good for kids' cartoons. But anyway. Yes. He never stabbed anyone with his claws. He just chopped up robots. It was very sanitized. Hmm. So what was the thing he used to say? He he was the best at what he did, but what he did wasn't very yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Mm. Mm. Anyway, let's go through the premise of this episode because it, it's, a, it's a strange one. It so, was a deep cut. And that, uh, that's the thing with this cartoon was by season four particularly, it was very much based on the comics of the time. Like yeah. They were all self-contained episodes, but there was a lot of serialization going on with a lot of plots that was ongoing. Yep. In this, it was all Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, yep. They were trimming the tree, Jubilee, Rogue, and Cyclops. And they yep. were singing a song, and Cyclops was terrible. Uh, they were making a meal in the kitchen. That was Marvel Girl or Jean Grey and Gambit were fighting over trying to who could cook the meal. Gambit wanted to go all Cajun spicy, Cajun. and you know, yep. it didn't seem very Christmassy to me what he was wanting to do. 
No. Well, who knows what they do for Christmas in Cajun. In, Cajun. In, in, <laughs> Cajun, in, in, in Louisiana. <laughs> who knows? Beast was making a cranberry jam or something like that in the lab. Yeah. And Wolverine was just shitty. And Professor X and Storm were just voyeuring, watching them all on video. Nothing creepy about that at all. No. So, yeah, what's name cracks it. They're all fighting in the kitchen. The singing's all really bad. They try and get Wolverine to sing with them. He cracks the shit. So, I go, well, let's go into town and buy some buy some stuff there. Buy some yep. gifts. It's like, okay. So, they head into town. They go to a shopping center. Wolverine's shitty again. They buy some stuff. Then they spray, like, fragrances on people. And then they spray it all over Wolverine. So, he's all more pissed off because he's covered in, I don't know, jupe or Jean-Paul Gaultier <laughs> or something like that. And they go ice skating at Rockefeller Center. So, yep. it was all well and good. Good. Then a then an ambulance you know swings around the corner and crashes and out come two Morlocks. Do you know what a Morlock is? No, I'd never heard of the Morlocks before. Okay, so the Morlocks are mutants that are generally ugly ones. Yeah. Right. So you know, X Men are pretty. They look yeah. like normal people. They can hang around normal people. They can hide amongst us with their mutant powers. The Morlocks are the ones that can't hide their mutant abilities because they're fucking ugly. You know, so we've got to hide them. And they live in the sewers of New York. And Storm has actually, through previous history in the cartoon, in the comics, she actually was leader of the Morlocks, but she's also in the X-Men. So there was yep. all this sort of rigmarole there, and Callisto was sort of the impromptu leader of the Morlocks because Storm was always off being an X-Men. Hmm. So what happened was this ambulance crashes, two Morlocks get out, and they go, we need help. Leech's powers are out of control. We need to get him help. They wouldn't, you know, not there's no room at the inn, but the hospital wouldn't help him because his powers are out of control. Or yep. there could have been just racism against mutants. That's why they didn't help him as well. I think that's so, what it was too. So yep. one thing that I picked up on this is the two Morlocks that have captured the ambulance are Ape and Anna Lee. And mm-hmm. Ape has the ability to change his shape and size and just mutate slightly into things. But as he's opening the back of the ambulance to get the drugs out, his hands get really really big and all i could think of is that the bit from the Ever food Longs. fighters everlong video yeah, when, <laughs> when he's got the giant head so in my notes yep. the first thing i wrote down was everlong and i was like yeah all i could think of after that was everlong but anyway that's just me Fair enough. yeah so they go, all right let's go let's go check out leech now leech is his powers essentially can suck energy and powers from people yeah hence being called leech, being leech. Yeah. yeah so they go down there they go in the sewers they try and help him and he's not good he's gonna die it's all this sort of thing so they're trying to do all this they try and do what they can then yep. it cuts back to the x mansion and there's you know the kitchen's getting heated not just with the cooking but because of the fighting over gambit and gene they're like get out of my kitchen and i don't know when this takes place as far as the phoenix saga goes because the thing <laughs> is Jean gray got the phoenix force in her and she nearly destroyed the world she was like super angry in this and that because she was fucking angry in this yeah she wasn't even fun she was just nasty. Maybe she doesn't like Christmas. Or Remy Lebeau. Maybe. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so that, that's all happening, then this and that, and they're going, oh, quick, we need to get Leech back to the mansion. And Callisto's like, fuck you, Storm. You're not our leader. You're meant to be our leader. You're never here. It's like, but we're trying to save Leech's life. It's like, Ugh. and then they're going, I don't think he's going to make it. And yep. they're going, I know. Get Rogue to bring Beast here, because Beast is a doctor. Is Dr. a doctor. Yep. 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 So it's like, you come, we'll you know bring him here. We can try and fix him that way. Yeah, and then they actually, try and get Logan to do, do a that. blood transfusion. He doesn't want to do it. He brings up something, some something in the past that never worked well, but it's never. I'm reading in my notes. It's never been mentioned before or since. Or so since. we don't know what that means. <laughs> yep. That's all well and good. Hank comes in. He gets ends up being safe. Right. Well done. Yep. Leech is good. He's all well and good. While all this is sort of happening, Jubilee, she's sort of befriended a young Morlock girl and sort of sees their, their Christmas tree as a stick, essentially, with one bauble <laughs> hanging off it. 
Yep. You know, so they're, they're living a pretty tough down there. So yeah. it's all, you know, Leech comes good. Everybody's happy. Jubilee's like, oh, no, I don't need my presents. You should have them. So he gave them to all the kids of the Molochs, and everyone's happy, and they had a good time. And, and they were redeemed, and everyone's happy again. It was, it was a, in the X-Men comic, they used to do things every now and then where it's always, you know, world-saving events and major cataclysms and all these sort of big things. But then you'd have these little episodes where there'd be a softball game or a basketball game. Yep. Similar to in the movie Twilight where they have the game of baseball. You know, they the would have these games where, you know, they would use their powers and or not, depending on what the rules are. And it's just that sort of reset mode where, all right, this big thing happened. Let's just chill and all good. And then the stories will play out from that because it was very much a soap opera. This was sort of like that. There was no big bads in this. It yep. was just Leech is sick. We need to help him. But at the end of this, because Storm was the leader of the Morlocks, she pulled out the leader scepter of whatever saying i command you to do this and do that because you know callisto was fighting her on it and he goes i bequeath as leader of the morlocks i am passing the leadership on to you callisto and she's like oh thank you i didn't have to do that but yeah thanks and that's all well and good so it's all right my first thing as leader is i invite the x-men to join us for christmas dinner so they're all happy and that's when jubilee gives all the gifts across so you know it it, it was all yeah, yeah, there's food so, in her packages, so they all have a bit of a Christmas dinner. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a nice little story and a very Christmassy story, and it's it's sort of that thing of X Men where they do sort of not have to be fighting bad guys all the time. It's yep. just one of those sort of reset. This is the, just living the life of being a, a, an X Men, and also going shopping and chilling out and hanging out. And, yeah, hanging out in New York and going to Rockefeller Center and stuff. But, mm. Mm. So yes. my X-Men oeuvre kind of goes mainly to the movies with Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. So yeah. is Jubilee in any of those movies? Because I, I didn't know the Jubilee character. And I, at, uh, at first I was a bit confused. She's a background character in some of the school scenes. Like she's causing little fireworks. He sparks. That, that's okay. how. Yeah. Now the Jubilee character, essentially ever since... Uh, yeah, so Kitty Pride, she was sort of a character in the 70s slash 80s. Okay. And it was sort of like this Wolverine always takes this mentor role of a young girl. Nothing weird, nothing sus, but he always seemed to do it. Yep. And that character was it. And then Jubilee was one of the new Jim Lee creations in the late 80s, early 90s. And it was that teenage new X-Men who's come to the mansion and Wolverine sort of took her under her wing. And he did it in the same way he did it with Rogue in the movies. So he's always got that role, that mentor role. Yeah, and Jubilee was quite the big deal back late 80s, early 90s. She was yep. the new X-Men character, I suppose. All the others were quite established. She was the new one in the group. So, yeah, she was kind of big in the movies not so much okay yeah so he did it with rogue in the movie yeah he sort of did it with rogue in the comics a little bit but he did it with kitty pride and he did it with jubilee in this one so okay it's, it's that, that sort of character it's just this the new character to the group he sort of takes on this um not resentful but reluctant mentor role hmm. mm-hmm. so as far as tropes go in this episode, we actually had quite a few. So we had the tree trimming at the start. Yep. We had the Christmas meal being cooked between Jean Grey and Gambit. We had obviously a present exchange at the end when Jubilee gave all her presents away to the Morlocks. You kind of had a, a Christmas turnaround. It, it was a turnaround, but it wasn't an overly Christmas turnaround in the fact no. that Wolverine was kind of anti-Christmas. But then at the end, he kind of realized that he should join in with everybody. So maybe not a turnaround, but um, yeah. We had a, a slight redemption, but not a Christmas redemption, but yeah. no religion. So, yeah. 
But as I said, for someone who hasn't watched any of these X-Men cartoons before, I found this entertaining enough. I could understand who most of the characters were other than the fact that I didn't really know Jubilee. But And the Morlocks, I kind of figured, were another group of mutants that weren't quite as you know, photogenic or didn't have as good a PR as the X-Men themselves. So it self-contained it worked it probably worked as you said as a little filler episode for the series as well i would probably be inclined to go back and watch some more of this now that i know that it is in pretty good quality on disney plus and i'm, I'm paying my nine dollars a month for disney plus i should get my money's worth out of it and my 10 year old watched this with me as well and he quite liked it to like liked it too so he's he's into comics and he's into you know comic book superheroes and stuff so maybe we'll watch some of this together in the future and we'll see how it goes along and there was no Smurfs in it, so it's a hundred times nice. better than yesterday. So much better. <laughs> yeah. It was sort of – I was excited about watching this, and to be honest, I was a bit bored. Okay. Like uh... – because I, I know what the comics can be. This wasn't quite as good. But I think the way this would work best is to watch it serialized, like watching okay. a new episode every day. Yeah. So it would always move on. So watching this as one episode going, this is going to be good and it was okay, did it a bit of a disservice because I wanted it to be more. Whereas if you really got into the story, because I know like the other podcasts I do, Chris Fresh loves the X-Men because of this cartoon. He'd never read the comics. He watched the cartoon. And all the big storylines played out at the Phoenix Saga, Cable, Days of Future Past. It all happened in there. Yep. And they'd all been done before and they've written them for TV. Okay. And you got that big storylines. All these big things happened. All the big guys turned up, all the bad guys, cameos and all this sort of stuff. So each week, like a G.I. Joe, I guess, would be, oh, who's in it this week? What's coming next week? And even if you had one clunk of an episode, it didn't matter because there is, like this had the, the Morlock storyline sort of finish in the fact that Storm gave the leadership over. Yep. So stuff happens, but contained, but also, bigger picture so as as a much bigger thing like the apocalypse storyline fresh loves apocalypse for that reason where i was in and out of the comics so apocalypse doesn't really mean anything to me as a character because i missed that storyline in the comics hmm. where fresh loved it when he heard that they were making the apocalypse for the movie he was excited because it meant but it meant absolutely nothing to me because yeah. i had no resonance so it did its job as far as that goes but maybe you just need to sort of watch it all you just can't watch one episode and go, oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. You sort of need to watch them all because it's telling the bigger picture. And it does have a kick-ass theme. I'll give it yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All righty. But that was day 10, and that was the X-Men. Day 10. Really? We're getting very, very close now. So we've only got a couple more sleeps left till no, Christmas. I, I, I'm not ready. I haven't bought all my presents yet. No. I've got to go. Sorry. Let's let's cut it off here. I've got to go buy some stuff. I'm, I'm, I, I totally suck at Christmas this year. Mm. All right, it's been a weird year for Christmas, but we'll leave it there and we'll be back with our penultimate episode tomorrow for day 11. Mm. Penultimate. Mm. Yes. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. All right, see you.